we are here today, the final Sunday of the year, because God is good. God has been very, very, very good. Amen. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five. Say, God has been good to me. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So welcome. Welcome to, to our final service here. And uh, this has been a very busy time uh, for me, December, January, you know, end of this, December, beginning of January is always very busy. All right, with the Christmas production, then the Christmas service, and then the final service, and then the watch night service, and then the New Year service. But it is always my joy to seek the face of the Lord, to, to, to see what He has even for each and every one of us. So as we come to the final service, what do we have? There was a football coach and a football team. The football team has never won any game. Every game that they played, they lost. And the coach was so exasperated, frustrated. During one session where they were having the training, the team was having the training, he called them together. Come, 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 come. So they were gathered in front of him and says, Boys, Our team is in a terrible shape. Our offense is bad. Our defense is horrible. And our special team is one that I have never seen before. Boys, I think we need to go back to basics. Let's start all over from the beginning. And so, he picked up a football. And he addressed his team. Boys, this is a football. Immediately, one hand shot up and said, Coach, 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 I think you are going too fast. Can you slow down? <laughs> Praise God, we are not in such a terrible situation. But I think it's time to go back to basics many times. To go back to the basics of life, Christian faith, Christian walk. And it is not because we have not won any, any game. It is not because our offense is bad, our defense is horrible, and our special team is one that we have never seen before. But it is good to go back to the drawing board because that's where life is. Sometimes, things begin to get too complicated and we, lose, and we lose focus. So the message that I have even this morning is just very basic. To go back to the very beginning. To go back to where God wants us to be, to know, to walk. Now our team has been on reach for 2019. Last year, when we came up with this team, we thought, well, this team may last us for two years because there's so much that we can cover in it. But then, this year, when the leadership met, we felt, well, next year is going to be a very special year. God is going to do something wonderful. 
And it is not just another year. Yes, calendar year is still just another number. But next year, number is very significant for some. Because it's going to be the year 2020. The beginning of a new decade. And we sense that God is going to do a new thing, even in our midst. So with that, we come up with a new team. And so this team here will conclude even with today's service. But it's not the end of everything. I hope that you remember the theme on reach. Reach up, reach in, reach out. Reach up, reach in, reach out. In three areas. So very, very important. But for today, as a conclusion to this series that we've been dealing with, let's go back to the basis, to a very familiar passage of Scripture found in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. Many of us have memorized it by heart already. But let's read it together, shall we? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians when he was imprisoned in Rome. He was there for about two years in a dungeon. And he was there not because of any wrongdoing that he has done, not because of a crime or a felony that he has committed, but he was imprisoned for the faith, for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for declaring that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He died, he rose, uh, was buried, and he rose again on the third day. Everywhere that he went, he would preach that gospel, and because of that, there was either riot or revival. And he was imprisoned for that reason. But there in that prison, he began to write the letters, what what is known as prison epistles, out of the prison. He wrote the letters to the Philippians. He wrote the letter to the Colossians, to Ephesians and Philemon. Powerful, powerful letters. And although he was in prison and spending his last years as a prisoner, you find that he begins to reveal to us even the secret of his life. The things that, 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 that cause him to be passionate the things that mean and matter so much to him. And we have a glimpse of that in just these two short verses. Brethren, he called them. And the main thing that he's talking about is, and he was still, while in prison, he was still talking about reaching forward. Reaching forward. And so from this text, I'd like to share in this final message of the year on just keep reaching. Just keep reaching. In short, J-K-R. Anybody doesn't know what is J-K-R? Everybody, everybody knows what is J-K-R, right? Jabatan Kerja Raya. 
is the Public Services Department of the Government. JKR. You see, JKR are everywhere. Most of the works are done by JKR people. It's a big one. I don't know much details about the setup and the people involved, but you see those people who build the railways, repair the roads, and uh, a lot of other things, the infrastructure, you find that they are the JKR people. Very important. And guess what? God wants us to be JKR people. Just keep reaching. The word that Paul used, reach forth or reach forward, is a very powerful term. To reach forth is actually a progressive action whereby we may enjoy the gains and the reward right now and yet the ultimate price still awaits and out of our grasp. It's progressive action. It's not just a one-time action, that's it, done with, no. But it continues on in life. In other words, it doesn't stop. You have reached it already. No, you must just keep reaching. Keep on reaching. And to keep reaching in life is very important because if you stop reaching, you stop living. If you stop reaching, you lose all hope. And when all hope is lost, you die. A man, a sick man, can live as long as there is still hope. But when he gives up that hope, he will die very fast. So if you stop reaching, you stop living. You can't survive if you stop reaching. That's why JKR is so important. We have to just keep reaching in life. Doesn't matter how old we are, how young we are, every one of us, you have to just keep reaching. In fact, a Christian life, Christianity, is a just keep reaching movement. It is never passive, it is never static. We are always growing more into God and into what God has for each and every one of us. That's why it's so very powerful. So the reach factor is very real in our lives and we must never lose sight of that. Even after this year, when we do not touch on the theme of reach anymore, remember JKR. You have to just keep reaching. Paul says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But it's one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. So the first thing that we need to understand about JKR is that life is not looking back. We cannot live life constantly looking back at our past. If you want to talk about the past, oh, Paul has a very, very spectacular, dramatic, colorful past. And I'm sure many times this past comes and haunts him. But now in prison, many years later, he has accomplished so much already in the Christian faith. 
in a Christian work. He has planted so many churches. He has performed so many miracles. And yet, he started off, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. The word apprehended means I have not yet arrived. I have not yet reached. A man who has done so much, none of us is anywhere close to him. And yet he says, I have not yet arrived. I have not yet obtained. What humility. And yet that's a reality, that's the fact. Because there's so much, there's so much in God. None of us can ever arrive as yet. And then after that he says, but we, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forget. The word forgetting is very, very important. What is forgetting? What does it mean? Now, many times, you know, if people tell you, ah, yeah, forgive and forget, lah, you know, and then we say, I can forgive, but I cannot forget. What kind of forgiveness is that? But it's true, many of us struggle with our memories, the things that we store up here in our coconut. Coconut is not my term, I remember Bernard Blessing, he always called the, the brain, the coconut. The things that we store, the things that we rehearse many times, our past. Our past can either be a blessing to us or it can be a curse. And many people are held back by their past because they cannot forget. When we say forget, it doesn't mean forget everything, completely erase from the memory. It's almost impossible for us to do that. Even in computers, you may, you may think that you have already erased certain file, but a programmer can retrieve the file again, even though it has been re, uh, uh, erased. It's still stored somewhere there. And somehow, our mind is just like that. You know, it's so hard to forget certain things, especially the things that hurt us, affect us impeded our progress. But Paul says, I've learned to forget those things. I'm sure in his life, memories of the past would just come back to him, attack him, flashback. He would have remembered how he was on the road to Damascus. And his mission was to capture, to imprison all the Christians. And there were hundreds and perhaps even thousands that he has imprisoned, tortured perhaps. He remembered. He remembered perhaps even how he was there when they stoned Stephen to death and he gave his approval. He was party to the murder, to the killing of Stephen, the first Christian martyr. Flashback comes and haunts him. But he said, I have learned to forget. The word forget doesn't mean it's completely erased from our mind. It just means that you are no longer influenced or controlled by your past. No longer influenced or controlled 
Now, many of us, if we have not learned how, how to forget, we are still influenced and controlled by our past. A certain experience that we have gone through, perhaps you, you try something and it fails. Because of that experience, it influences you. You dare not try anything more in the future. That means it has control over you. That one failure, one failed experiment or, or experience of your life controls your life and you dare not try anything anymore. And many of us are controlled by our past, influenced by our past. But when Paul says, one thing I do, forgetting, that means it's cut off already. It may still be stored somewhere there and flashes may come, but it means nothing anymore. It doesn't affect you. Friends, that's how we must treat our past. 2019 and in a few days' time, it's gone. It will be gone forever, never to come back. But what you have seen, what you have experienced, what you have gone through in 2019, how will it affect, how will it impact you? Some of us will be controlled and influenced by our failures, by all the hurts, by the disappointments as we look back over 2019. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, forgetting those things which are behind. Forget the things behind us. Let go of what was. What are the things that we need to let go of? Let me put it as the three G's. The three G's that we have to let go of. The first one is that of guilt. Guilt. Guilt over our sins. We keep looking back over the sins that we have committed and it still control and influence us perhaps. But you have to let go of those sins. You may have stumbled over in 2019 the things that you have done that you should not. And perhaps there's still guilt and condemnation. And you have not been delivered completely. Today, we have to repent before the Lord. Confess and repent before the Lord. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is righteous and just to forgive us if we have come before Him. That's the reason why He died on the cross. There's none of us who is without sin, even as a Christian, I'm sure through the year 2019, there are certain areas that we have stumbled, certain areas that we have fallen. And we have to be honest before God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. In fact, we have to deal with every sin almost immediately that it happened. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, when you have that kind of thing, come before the Lord, confess it, get it right. Do not sleep over it. Because it will cost you sleepless nights. But surrender to the Lord. And if there is a, a genuine repentance on our heart, God says, I will blot your sin away entirely and I will cast your sin into the sea of forgetfulness. God says, I will not remember your sin anymore. If God does not remember our sin, let's not dig up our sins and relieve those sins anymore. 
but let God forgive. Don't let your past hinder you, pull you down anymore. And the sin may be of different kind. It may not be just of a moral nature. There is a sin that we have committed and there are the sins that we, sins of neglect even, neglecting our duties before God. And there is a sin that we hide within our hearts. Let's come before the Lord even at the end of the year. And not just at the end of the year, but particularly even right now as we are here. Do not look back on those sins. But let the Lord forgive, cleanse, deliver, and set us free completely. The second G is that of grudges. Don't look back on those grudges anymore. Some of us may not commit all those kind of uh, moral sins. But do you know that there is another kind of sin that eats away in our heart? We may not have committed adultery, but here inside, we have envy. We have bitterness. We have jealousy. And it's killing us. It's not killing somebody else. It's killing us. It's pulling us back. Those grudges must be dealt with and do not look back on it anymore. Something has happened. Somebody has really hurt you in 2019. Somebody has really disappointed you or said certain things against you and you, you have that kind of bitterness in your heart. Friends, don't carry. Don't carry that bitterness into the new year. It will cripple you. Not the other person, but it will cripple you. Let your heart be right before the Lord. Don't look back on those grudges, on those hurts and pains anymore. Learn to just surrender and forget it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender it to Him. And we must not look back on the third G, which is our glories. Glory is our success. Paul have had a lot of successes. And he boasted about a few of these out of necessity. But his boasting was always in the Lord. He did not allow his success to go into his head. Sometimes when we are successful, actually it becomes a hindrance to our future. It happens to the sports team all the time. When they have had a good game, a successful run, after that, the next game, most of the time they fumble because they lost focus. After a success, they lost focus. And it happens in golf many, many times. The golfers will understand. The golfers may not understand what I'm about to say, but those golfers, if they have had a good hole on that particular hole, they have a good shot already, and they may have got an eagle or birdie. Some of you may not know what eagles and birdies are, but don't, don't, don't worry. They have had a good hole already, you know? And uh, oh, wow, they were so excited, they go to the next hole. And in the next hole, that's where they fumble. After a great successful hole, the next hole, they fumble. Why? In golf, there is a term for this. It's a derogatory term, so I will not say it at all. You know, there is a term. All golfers will know what it is. Because of success, of past glories, it just goes into their mind and into their body and into the, and they lost focus and it affects even the muscle movement, surprisingly. Now, not, it doesn't happen all the time. 
All right, it happens certain times, many times actually. So you find that we have to push behind all of these things. Friends, what are the things that you need to put behind? Is it the hurt, the disappointment, the pain? No matter what you have gone through, we have to learn to forget. In fact, I have to learn to forget every week. Every week. As a pastor, as a preacher, after preaching a sermon, sometimes you feel good about it. Sometimes uh, I could have done a better job. Sometimes you wonder, Lord, what happened? And we struggle with it every time. On Sunday, I relieve the kind of a worship experience. And I check on myself, what happened? This, that, 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 you know, and uh, all those things. But by Monday, I have to forget about my last sermon already. I have to forget about my last sermon. Now, you don't forget, okay? <laughs> it's a lot of hard work there. And I hope that it has benefited you. When I say, I don't forget the sermon, I forget about the last sermon. Many preachers are bogged down. That's why a lot of pastors, they hand in their resignation letter on Monday. <laughs> After a failure on Sunday. But by Monday, I have to forget about what has happened last week. And I begin to prepare for the next one. Otherwise, it will hinder me. Good, bad, whatever it is, I push it aside already. I work on a new one. Lord, what are you saying? It's just like me walking up to the next hole. No matter how badly or how well I have played in the last hole in golf, the next hole is always a new one. There's always another chance. That's why I like golf so much. I don't play much, but I like it. There's a lot that we can learn there. So Paul says, forget. Forgetting those things which are behind. But it's not just forgetting, but it's also what you are reaching for. There must be something that we are reaching for. So Paul says, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Reaching forward. Reaching forward, pressing toward. You see, life is reaching forward, always. Always. When Paul uses the word reaching forward, pressing toward, again here, as I say, it's a progressive action word. It's not just reach forward one time, accomplish it, got it, that's it. No. It's not a resolution that you make in 2018 or 2019. And after that, for a few weeks, you just keep, uh, keep it, and then after that, you broke it, and then after that, you forget about it. No. It's not a resolution that you make every year. But rather, it's a goal. It's a commitment that you make for life. It's always, always reaching forward. Always looking forward, not backward. Do you know that our first month of the year, January, 
The word is coined by Caesar. Thousands of years back, he coined the word for the first month of the year as January. It comes from the word Janus. And Janus is the name of a Greek god. A Greek god. And this Greek god is actually a god with two faces. One face looking towards the back. And one face looking towards the front. So two-headed. One behind, one in front. And the head that looks behind is actually very sad, very gloomy. And that's the past that many of us have, sad and gloomy. The more you look at your past, you say, what a mess. But the face that's looking towards the front is just cheery and full of hope, full of life. Because that's anticipation. Now for us, we cannot be two-headed. We must have only one head looking towards the front. Amen? Looking towards the front. If you keep on looking towards the back, I tell you, you will not go far. Can you just imagine, you know, if we have two persons trying to reach a goal there, one person is always looking towards the front, the other person always looking towards the back, and we continue to walk and race towards there. Who will reach it first? Of course, the one always looking towards the front, but the one looking towards the back, the person will stumble, the person will fall. There may be obstacles along the way. So today, and for the new year, if you have been like Lord's wife, always looking towards the back, it's time to turn your head and just look towards the front. This has not been insensitive I know some of us have gone to very painful moments in the past. But the past is the past. There's a future that God has laid out for us. And you have to learn to just let go of the past and now I reach forward. And it's not just a one-time thing, but I'm always going to keep looking, reaching forward. J-K-R. Just keep reaching. Life is moving towards something worth reaching for. Have faith in what will be. And so Paul talks about this one thing I do. This one thing I do. It's not just something subjective, something unattainable, something that you just don't do anything. In fact, the word reach itself shows us there is effort, there is strenuous effort, you know. You cannot just sit back and relax and do nothing. That's not reaching. Reaching requires effort, action. So he says, this is one thing I do. I think too many of us have too many things that we are trying to do. That's why we are not so effective or successful. But Paul says, this one thing. And the word one thing is very important in the Bible. Jesus said to the rich young ruler, one thing you lack. You have everything in life, it seems, but one thing you lack. Go and sell everything you have and come and follow me. The man couldn't take it. Couldn't do it. Martha was so busy 
in the kitchen preparing food for Jesus and his company. She complained about Mary, her sister, doing nothing. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, one thing is needful. And Mary has sought that one thing. David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. Not many things, but just one thing. And for the Apostle Paul, what is that one thing that he was constantly looking after? You read the whole book of uh, 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 Philippians, especially Philippians chapter 3. If we can summarize it, it is to know Christ. To know Christ. That's the one thing that he desires in life more than anything. It's not about riches. It's not about fame. It's not about power. We may have all of that and lose it all. What can be more supreme than knowing Christ? Therefore, he's able to say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Wow. Everything he does, we want to know Christ. One thing. David, he resolved to read the Bible and adopt it as a standard of life. Psalm 119. And he also made a resolution about prayer. He says, Lord, I will call on your name as long as I live. Simple. Back to basics. What is that one thing that you desire most in life? Back to basics. Like David says, the word of God and prayer. I pray that as you reach forward towards the future, you keep that in focus. Read the word of God. We have come up with our Bible reading plan in chronological order. It would be interesting to read the Bible in chronological order, in the order that it appears or happened in the Bible days. But I'm sorry to say that our Bible reading plan is all sold out already. We printed limited copies actually. The first day itself, when we announce it, it's all gone. So, none is available until we seek reprinting. But don't worry. We'll make it available to you online. How about that? We'll make it available to you online before 31st January, which is how many days away? Whoa! <laughs> I hope the office can do it. All right. We'll make it available to you online so that you can just refer and everywhere, you can just easily follow it. All right? It's important. Committed to the word, one thing. And also to prayer. Let's give ourselves to prayer. In the church here, we have been talking about reach up, reach in, reach out. And I pray that you will continue to do that even in the days to come. Though as a church, we may not touch much on this we are, as we are moving on to our next theme. But just keep reaching. Reach up to God. Be connected with God. Friends, that's our lifeline. 
the most important thing, the most important relationship. That's our lifeline, to be connected with God through prayer, through the reading of God's Word. Reach up, reach in. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Be connected with the body of Christ, with the family of God here. Reach out the blessings that God has blessed us with. Let's reach out to lost souls. Paul says, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the Jews, both to the wise and to the unwise. He owed debt to the world. That's the only debt that we owe. The gospel of salvation. Let's preach it. Let's reach out. Just keep reaching, even for the new year. But in conclusion, let me just take you back to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 15. I do not want you to miss out one very powerful thing here. But it's in the Message Bible. We know that the Message Bible is not uh, 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 the authorized version. You know, it's a, it's a, a translation, but powerful truths are brought out in this translation. So the Message Bible says uh, uh, of uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal. Eye on the goal. Eye on the goal. Where God is beckoning us onward. Who is beckoning us? God is beckoning. God is pleading. God is appealing to us because He's doing something. God is beckoning us. That's why I say we must just keep reaching because if we do not reach, if we do not keep reaching, we will die. We will not be able to survive. And this is a call of God. Is what God has called us and is what God is beckoning us to. Listen to Jesus Christ. And I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. No turning back. No turning back. My hand is put on the plow. No turning back anymore. And he continues. So, let's focus on that goal. Focus. Focus on that goal. On that goal, which is Christ Jesus Himself. And then He says, Those of us who want everything God has for us. How many of you want everything that God has for you? Amen. He says, Those of us who want everything that God has for us. Friends, this is what just keep reaching is all about. We want everything that God has for us. It's not just turning our back on the past. It's not just reaching forward on a nebulous, vague future. But rather, it's a goal. God has a goal, young people, for your life. You may have ambitions, but God has a goal for your life. Even the old and the young. God has a goal for each and every one of us and He beckons us. Don't just sit back and relax anymore, but rather reach out. Reach out to the goal that God has for each and every one of us and keep focused on that goal and get everything, everything that God has for us. 
And that's the way that we keep reaching forth. Lord, I just want everything that you have for me. And when translated in this way, I tell you God has so much for us. 2019 cannot exhaust it, but I keep reaching forward to that goal that God has for me and everything He has for me. To give you an example, there was a man in the Bible in the Old Testament recorded for us in Joshua chapter 14, verse 1 to 14. He has a goal in his life. He has waited for 45 years and every year he just keeps reaching forth. He just keeps reaching forth. But when he was 85 years old, he came up to Joshua as they have occupied some of the promised land and said, Joshua, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. 85 years old, he's not going to sit back and relax with his cappuccino by the lakeside doing nothing. 85 years old, he says, Give me this mountain. I want everything that God has for me. Joshua, remember, remember, 45 years ago, you and I, we came to this land. We were the spies. We were the 12 spies. And I saw that mountain. When I saw that mountain, God dropped it in my heart already. This shall be yours. And I want everything that God has for me. I want a piece of that rock. I want a view of the lake. A house or a room with a view of the lake. I want to occupy that mountain. He was at 85, still reaching. Still reaching. Friends, you want to learn something about goals? Reaching your goals? You want to talk about getting everything that God has for you, learn from Caleb. Caleb, the Bible says, has followed the Lord wholeheartedly. He's the only person in the Bible. Five times the Bible kept on, uh, every time his name is mentioned, he is the one who followed the Lord wholeheartedly. Five times. Because he has confidence in God. He has confidence in the promises of God. He is certain of the presence of God. And he is bold and courageous enough to stand up against opposition, against fear, against intimidation. And he got that mountain. Just keep reaching. What is that goal that God has placed in your heart? What is it that God has for you? Friends, I'm still reaching forth for everything that God has for my life, for my ministry. There is so much more. So don't give up. You may have encountered certain failures in the past, but a feeling does not make you a failure. God says, I have something better, something great, something splendid for you for the coming year, 2020. So all you need to do is just keep reaching. J-K-R. Say it again. J. K-R. Friends, receive. Receive everything that God has 
for you. Keep on reaching. Let's pray. Thank you for watching. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss out on anything new and stay connected with us on our social media.